colorful, colorful radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Metaphorically Speaking with me, Delia Delore. Taking a deep breath and prepare to start again because this week's metaphor is every moment is a fresh beginning, a view we can apply to everyday life, but especially relevant during the uncertainty of countless lockdowns and ever-changing restrictions. Our guest this week, Rainy Howard, has put our metaphor into practice, becoming a Renaissance woman. She maintains several successful careers whilst helping others with relationship advice and even started a charity, Sisters of Hope, which provides mentoring and support to women involved in the criminal justice and those who may be in greater need of a fresh beginning. Before we hear from Rainey, let's explore the origins of our optimistic metaphor. Every moment is a fresh beginning is a quote from Missouri-born Nobel Prize-winning modernist, poet, and occasional prankster T.S. Eliot. Featuring in his play The Cocktail Party, Eliot wrote, Every moment is a fresh beginning, that life is only keeping on, and somehow the two ideas seem to fit together. Here is the beginning of the play performed in 1950. <laughs> You've missed the point completely, Julia. There were no tigers. That was the point. Then what were you doing up in a tree, you and the Maharaja? My dear Julia, it's perfectly hopeless. You haven't been listening. You'll have to tell us all over again, Alex. I never tell the same story twice. But I'm still waiting to know what happened. I know it started as a story about tigers. I said there were no tigers. <laughs> oh, do stop wrangling, both of you. It's your turn, Julia. Do tell that story you told the other day about Lady Clutes and the wedding cake. And how the butler found her in the pantry, rinsing her mouth out with champagne. I like that story. I love that story. I'm never tired of hearing that story. Well, you all seem to know it. Do we all know it? But we're never tired of hearing you tell it. And I don't believe that everybody here knows it. You might not expect wise words such as every moment is a fresh beginning to feature in a satirical play such as this, but Eliot scattered pearls of wisdom throughout. One of my favourites being, it will do you no harm to find yourself ridiculous. Whilst T.S. Eliot coined our phrase, did he follow his own advice and treat each moment like a fresh beginning? Well, you could argue that English poetry was revitalized through his experimentation. He threw out the old and created his own style, which led to him being celebrated as one of the greatest poets of all time. Also, he was quite the prankster and known to set off stink bombs, hand out exploding cigars, and put whoopee cushions on the chairs of his guests. A final interesting fact about Eliot is that he never worked for more than three hours at a time, as his writing wasn't as good after the third hour. He said, it's much better to stop and think about something else quite different. One way I interpret our quote is to be open and start it again. Imagine you're painting a picture. First, you'll need to pick out your canvas, how big or small you want your beautiful painting to be. Then you need to select the types of paint and the color scheme you're going to use before you can start creating your masterpiece. On this canvas, you're the creator. Anything that you want, you can build here. This is your world. Your dreams come real here. You're working away, shapes are forming out, 
but it's not quite right. So you keep painting the same spot, spending more and more time, but it just seems to be getting worse. You know that feeling. This painting needs to represent your genius, but it currently looks more like your lunch came back up. And when you first touch a canvas, if it's not the color you want, stop and change the color. Don't keep painting. Because this is your world and you can create anything that you want in it. Blue, brown, little touch of crimson. There we go. Just let these big old clouds just float around in the sky and have fun. Clouds are about the freest thing in nature. Every moment is a fresh beginning. You can start again. It won't take as long as before since you've already decided on your canvas and paints. You know what to do and more importantly what not to do because you are not starting from scratch but you are starting from experience. Someone with an astonishing amount of experience in writing, running a business, providing excellent relationship advice and hosting her own show is our guest Rainey Howard. Rainey is an amazing entrepreneur who has won awards for her work, a number one Amazon best-selling author and even has her own clothing brand. You should definitely add her books to your reading list, particularly Addicted to Pain and this long title book, but it seems more interesting when you read it all. You are enough? Is it love or your need for validation? Overcoming people pleasing and emotionally unavailable relationships. Hmm. How does the metaphor, every moment is a fresh beginning, reflected within your work ethic and your personality? That metaphor speaks volumes to me. I believe that if you look at life, if you look at your work as a brand new thing each and every day, a, a new beginning to create something new, to be inspired to something new, you're always in an attitude of, of excitement and eagerness and you don't get too bored with life when you look at things as a fresh beginning. Even in relationships, I've been married for over 17 years and I'm learning to see my husband as a new person because he's not who he was 10 years ago. I'm not who I was 10 years ago, and most of us aren't. We're constantly evolving and growing, and so every moment is a fresh beginning. It's so good to apply it to every area of your life, just keeping you awakened and open to all of the things to discover and not to feel like you got it all figured out. Mm. Now, you wear so many professional hats. Which hat are you most asked to wear? And is that the same hat that you actually love wearing? Is it your favorite hat? Oh, I love this question. <laughs> you know what? This is, this is a pretty, um, this makes me think. So, yeah, I wear a lot of hats. Um, my favorite, the most hat, what I'm asked to wear a lot is the hat of being um, a speaker and an author. Um, and I, I love it. I love that hat. 
but I can't say it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I have so many. I, I'm, I'm starting to see now that um, I love the hat of being an artist and creating new looks. And, and I think that's why I love also the author hat because I'm creating and the speaker hat. You know, I'm creating content. I'm creating messages and allowing my words to become art in itself so I can't say it's my favorite but it's one of the favorites okay (laughs) but one of the hats you wear is as a relationship strategist I'd like to know what your opinion is about people remaining in relationships that they know that they're unhappy being in so I'm actually referring to relationships that are non-violent Yes, yes. You know, there are some relationships that may not be considered uh, really toxic or abusive, but maybe they just feel like, you know, the relationship is at a standstill or they're just not growing. They, They may feel like they're not evolving in their love. I think in those relationships, um, the best thing to do is to evaluate where you are and where you want to go. Do you want to, you know, work on the relationship? Do you want to get counseling? Do you, do you see a future with this person? If so, if the two people want to work on a relationship to build a healthier connection, I think that they should. I think that they should work towards healing or growing together in some sense. Um, just because you're in a tough place doesn't mean it's time to completely walk away and end a relationship. There's always room to improve and to grow when two people really want to make it work. And I believe it really does take two people. I mean, if it's just one person, it's, it's really not going to work um, because a relationship involves two individuals who are mutually in agreement with growing together. Mm. Now, you know, sometimes, and still staying within what you've just said, people, the relationships that they're in cause them to be very stressed. And it doesn't have to be a loving relationship. It can be a work relationship. How do we then realize that our stress has now become a stronger thing something like a mental illness. How do we know that we're not just, oh gosh, I'm worried, I'm stressed, but now this has become something that has affected us mentally. So our mental well-being, our we- our mental health is no longer healthy. What are the signs? Oh yeah. You want to pay attention to how or how are you feeling? Like are you feeling that chronic pain of maybe anxiety attacks, panic attacks. These are some things you want to look for. Um, Do you feel exhausted all the time? You know, you're where, where it's hard for you to have a clear mind and kind of unsure of your decision making and things like that. Then those are some things you want to look at um, in them type of relationships. And you really want to seek help. You really want to make sure you prioritize your healing, your mental health, your healing of your emotional health, um, and 
take action. You know, a lot of times people just think that, oh, maybe it's a phase, it'll go away. I can just, you know, continue in this and it'll get better with time. No, take action because what happens is if you don't take action, if you allow yourself, if you allow that to become normal, that can turn into, you know, physical illness. It can turn into things that you may feel that are out of your control. So really take control um, in the beginning. That's so important. Now, saying all this, I'm sure listeners are thinking, oh, okay, so how did she become a relationship guru or a strategist? And then I would think about your podcast, because, of course, you share a lot of your experiences there. So can you tell us about your podcast? It's all about inspiring your listeners with empowering messages. So how did you begin and how do you decide on the subjects that you're going to discuss? Yeah, so I actually, it all, it's, it's all evolved. I've seen my work really evolve from blogging and just sharing authentic messages. Um, uh, I, I can say, you know what, I'll say it started from back when I was a young teenager journaling. <laughs> I'll mm-hmm. say it started back there. And, and that me being able to really open up in my journaling and my writing it translated into me being more open and free to share with others in my writings and so the blogs turned into books and the books turned into videos and then the videos turned into the podcast and the show and a lot of my messages come from just my connection with my audience and questions that they have and things that they're inspired to know um, and even things that inspire me that uh, interest me like um, tapping into health, uh, self-love, self-care, mind, body, and spirit health, all of those things and even psychology and things like that have always been very interesting to me and that's where I get a lot of my topics. How long has the podcast been on for? So the podcast started back in, I want to say August of 2020. And we're in our season two. We're on episode 11 now. And so we're continuing to to grow. Uh, Season one, we had um, 12 episodes but this season two we're gonna push it out mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh we're having a lot of fun and uh a lot of the topics we talk about and discussions it, it's, it's really it's really uh evolving mm-hmm. and how how regular do you publish your episodes and uh, tell us the name and how people can find it so it's the rainy howard show and we publish twice a week the podcasts are published on Mondays and Wednesdays, and um, you could actually listen to the podcast on uh, I, uh, Apple, on uh, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to podcasts is available. So tell us about Real Love Exists. Real Love Exists started, it was inspired by my story, my, my husband and I, um, it was around the time we were celebrating our wedding anniversary, 
and we shared our story on Facebook. We shared how we were young when we, you know, got married. Um, we were actually just getting out of, well, almost graduating from college 20 and 21. <laughs> and um, so a lot of our peers were not getting married and we were, we stood out because we were a young couple and we shared our story on Facebook on how we had at the time, I think we had celebrated about 12 years of marriage and the story went viral. It reached over a million people. We were shocked. A lot of people were telling us how our story was inspiring and we gave them hope and love and they had more belief about love. And so it led us and inspired us to start Real Love Exists just to inspire other people to know that real love does exist. And even though, you know, sometimes you go through hurtful, painful relationships, you can, you know, connect with real love. You can experience real love and have a deep connection. So that's that's what led us to, mm-hmm. to start realloveexists.com. Okay, so what actually is it? When you say realloveexists.com, what is it the place to go for? So it's the place to go for relationship advice, relationship books. We have relationship uh, personality quizzes you can take, uh, courses you can take. So it's all there to um, enhance your relationship. Go there and discover love, heal from love. If you're going, if you went through a divorce, a breakup, and you are really having a hard time, go to realloveexists.com. We have some amazing material there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a movement. It's really, it's a website, and it's also a movement to um, enhance relationships. And really, not just relationships with other people, but also relationships with yourself. We have a course called uh, Self-Love, and it's all about connecting with you, mind, body, and spirit. I tell people, you don't have to be in a relationship to have love, to experience joy, to be whole. You know, you can do that as as a single, uh, someone who's single or out of a relationship. Mm-hmm. So. You work with your husband, Patrick, a lot. How do you keep up your love life? Has there been something that you've had very strongly different views? And how did you settle it? You know what? We, uh, one of the ways we keep our love life up and really keep things going we date each other every week we have uh, a date day that we you know schedule and set aside for each other and we don't we don't do a lot of talking about work even though we work together it's more of a fun thing it's more it feels more like casual fun we work and we do like the podcast and we he come on and we'll do q a and stuff like that so we keep it really fun and light we don't get all in even though he is also a tax accountant so he you know financial guy um but we have grown to know how to you know keep some things and boundaries i'll say that um and then the other question was 
whether oh, have, have we disagreed? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. So many times we've had so many disagreements throughout the years and um, communication issues, times where, you know, we felt like, you know, because I, I feel like we're, we're when you're really close to someone, it's easier for you to just show all parts of you, even the sides of you where you're just frustrated, you're tired, you, you're mad and they said the wrong thing and it and it hits you the wrong way and now you're offended or whatever. But one of the things we've learned throughout the years that have helped our relationship is we've learned how to not take it personally when when we offend each other, like when the other person say something, but just know that it's not about us or internalizing what was said, but looking at it like, it, you you're coming from a place maybe you're having a hard day maybe you're not feeling well I'm gonna listen and hear you out and understand where you're coming from versus blaming and being upset with you because you offended so it's been a process and and that was something we really had to get to we really had to work to and and we still work to through you know um things when we have those times where it comes up so I think it's all about communication and it's all about not taking it personally because you're gonna be offended in a relationship they're not gonna always say the best thing they're not gonna always be this perfect person Mm -hmm. you know but but knowing how to give each other space knowing how to um, listen, communicate—all of those things are so important. Well, I would agree about the communications, but the other thing that I would add to it is that when we are so close to someone that we make assumptions that we think because we know them, we know how they're going to respond, and so you don't ask the question; you you just get on with things. You think, "Oh, I know that's how he's going to say," it. but it, you know, he or she may surprise you because it may not be what they were thinking. So I think that's one of the things that we have to, you know, it's a way of don't take for granted that you're going to know what the answer is. But (laughs) before I leave, I just have a, yeah, yeah, I could speak to you for ages, but uh, we need to round up. So um, my final question to you is that within your podcast, you've spoken many times about the law of attraction and now it's taking place in your eighth book. Can you tell us about the book? Yes. I, oh, it's, I'm so excited about this book project um, because really what we what we're discovering and even a lot and a lot of my books, I didn't even realize a lot of my books talk about the subconscious mind and and attracting. But this book goes deeper. It goes deeper into really empowering people to understand how. The, the emotions that you feel and how, what what's going on with you, the things you're thinking, you're radiating energy out. And that energy can be um, energy that's attracting things to you and even relationships to you. So I tell people, if you're not healing from that past relationship, if you're not building yourself up emotionally healthy, 
you are sending out energy that is broken, that is in pain, and that energy is connecting with someone that's like that, someone that relates to that pain, someone who may even have that pain and and the both of you putting it on each other. And so just understanding the world we live in and how we have we play a major role in the things that we attract in our lives. And what's the name of the book? So <laughs> so the book is you know, I haven't really released the name yet. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So when when are you thinking of finishing? When do you think you'll finish? I'll be releasing it soon. Actually, I'm waiting for the book cover to finalize and some of the things to finalize, but I haven't released the name yet. You, I, you're the first one to ask, but I'm glad. Mm. <laughs> I'm glad you're asking mm. that question because it's coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm sure you you let us know. We'll keep in touch. Uh, well, you know, yes. look at our social media. So as soon as you, you know, you've got your book, you make sure that you send it across to me so uh, I can share too. But it's been a pleasure talking to you, um, Rene, and I hope that, well, well, wish you all the best with the podcast, with the book, your marriage. I'm glad that you have uh, a, a, a nicely balanced one where you can communicate. And it's just lovely to hear of couples, you know, Thanks. making the best out of what they have. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Dayla. This was beautiful. I enjoyed it. I think that fresh beginnings can also mean the end of some things before they become fresh starts. It's those aha moments that lead to actually making those fresh starts. The transitioning of the end of the COVID-19 pandemic by vaccination is a great example. Let's find out if any of our research uncovered any of my thoughts. How can we make every moment feel like a fresh beginning? By allowing ourselves to be creative, we can become so involved in our day-to-day routines that we forget to let our imaginations run wild and make something new. When we free our imagination and create, we can express ourselves and learn things about ourselves. But to truly allow creativity, we need to treat every moment like a fresh beginning. Forget what we've done in the past and simply improvise something new, something fresh. Here are some words from veteran actor Ethan Hawke to expand on this idea. We know this, the time of our life is so short and how we spend it, are we spending it doing what's important to us? Most of us not. I mean, it's hard, it's hard. The pull of habit is so huge and that's what makes kids so beautifully creative. So if you wanna help your community, if you wanna help your family, if you wanna help your friends, you have to express yourself and to express yourself you have to know yourself. It's actually super easy. You just have to follow your love, right? There is no path. There's no path till you walk it. And you have to be willing to play the fool. So don't, you know, read the book that you should read. Read the book you want to read, right? Don't listen to the music that you used to like, you know? Take some time to listen to some new music. Take some time to talk to somebody 
that you don't normally talk to. I guarantee if you do that, you will feel foolish. That's the point. Play the fool. Allow ourselves to play the fool. That reminds me of an earlier quote from this episode. It'll do you no harm to find yourself ridiculous. Both Ethan Hawke and T.S. Eliot know a thing or two about creativity and are both saying similar things. Give yourself permission to be silly. Life is too short to stay tightly wound. But what if someone sees you acting the fool and sees you that way forever? There are people in the world who can't let go of things and they should certainly try seeing every moment as a fresh beginning. But there's another quote from Eliot's play, The Cocktail Party, that I think would resonate with those clinging on to first impressions. We die to each other daily. What we know of other people is only our memory of the moments during which we knew them, and they have changed since then. To pretend that they and we are the same is a useful and convenient social convention which must sometimes be broken. We must also remember that at every meeting, we are meeting a stranger. As lockdown restrictions are lifting and changing, it would be helpful to remember that everyone has had their own experiences and maybe a little different to who they were pre-quarantine. When you are able to socialize again with your friends, treat it like an opportunity to get to know them again. Treat that moment like a fresh beginning. And I hope you have a wonderful time together. The metaphor, every moment is a fresh beginning, is extremely relevant during the COVID-19 pandemic. And here's why. I recently interviewed experts on COVID-19 and its vaccines, and I listened to the stories on the National Health Service website. The stories, they made me realize how important it was to show consideration for our families and communities. It was just so powerful. I've also been talking to people I know who had reservations about having the COVID-19 vaccine, but after sending them the link I mentioned, which broke the facts down simply along with sad personal stories and ones where people had reservations, they took the jab and then felt immediate relief, it made the people I sent the link to think again. That moment created a realization that the ending of the virus will allow us and by extension the world to start a fresh beginning. I'd like to share some of the link from nhsvaccinefacts.com with you now. It's the beginning of Moses and his sons James and Christian's story. I'm James. I'm Christian. And I'm Moses Zikusoka, their father. I think he's a great dad. He's loving and caring. And he wants us to um, have a good life. I've tried to protect myself and my children all the way through, so I was never going to miss out on an opportunity to uh, have the vaccine. So I took my first dose of the AstraZeneca vaccine, and I took it because at the tail end of January, my boys and I fell ill. We, we had positive COVID symptoms, and we went to self-isolation. And so I said to myself, if I had the chance of getting the vaccine, I would not miss out on the opportunity because I want to protect my life, I want to protect my, my children and my community. We've had a lot of people from my black African community who've, who've passed on of COVID. My sister Irina Zikusoka passed away on the 30th of March uh, last year, and she passed on tragically in the same house that uh, I shared and lived with her with my two young boys. We had the shock of our life of waking up at 5.30 in the morning uh, on the Monday, 30th of March, finding her dead in bed. So she was one of the first victims 
uh, of COVID-19 quite early on in the pandemic. Use the COVID vaccines as a fresh beginning. It certainly made us think about our health more and it's made us wash our hands more frequently. That's it for this week. I hope you all enjoyed learning about the author of our metaphor, Mr. T.S. Eliot. Maybe you were also inspired to free your creativity and try something new. Or perhaps you will adopt every moment is a fresh beginning as your new mantra. I'm sure it will bring joy and tranquility into your life. Look at it this way. Before the pandemic, I had seen many people leave public toilets without washing their hands. But since the pandemic, I've not seen this. Our hands are fresher than ever before. Thank you again to my guest, Rainy Howard. Do check out her podcast, The Rainy Show, and keep an eye out for her upcoming book on the law of attraction. Mm. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure you follow our social media pages to keep up to date with the latest news and feel free to like and comment on our posts. We absolutely love hearing from you. Metaphorically Speaking is also available on Apple, Spotify and all major streaming platforms. Share it with your friends. Why don't you comment and subscribe? We depend on you to help us to grow. Now take a deep breath and prepare to start again because every moment is a fresh beginning. Join us for another metaphor next week and I hope by then you would have had your vaccine. I'm Delia Delore. Goodbye. Join me for Metaphorically Speaking with Delia Delore. That's me. It's on Colourful Radio, Mondays at 9am.